it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to the Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. But I have a question for you today that I'm going to ask you. Would you rather have the Oregon Ducks and Washington Huskies in the Big Ten? Are they better off in the Big Ten? Or are they better off in the Pac-12? Because I have long believed, and I've long told you, that Oregon wants to be in the Pac-12 conference. Oregon does not value the money and the exposure as much as they value the access to the college football playoff. And they can get access to the playoff by seemingly being the big fish in the Pac-12 pond. Kind of like Gonzaga in the WCC when it comes to men's basketball. Oregon has an inherent advantage. But people in Seattle maybe don't see it the same way. I've heard from people on Twitter. I've talked to people who live and work in Seattle. And uh, I've got Dave Softy Mahler on the line. Dave, I'm just going to ask you right out, right out, in, right out front. The typical Washington Husky fan, would they rather see Washington in the Pac-12 conference as a big fish or in the Big Ten Conference? Well, I think in some ways it depends on the demographic of fan that you're talking about, right? If you're talking to a you know, 75, 80-year-old Pac-10, Pac-8 football fan that really respects the history, tradition, rivalry, just simply doesn't want to wake up and see UW playing in any conference besides a conference that starts with the Pac, then you probably get some pushback to this. But I, I think for the younger generation of fans, and I don't know if I'd count myself in that group or not. I'm 50 years old in a week, for God's sake, so I may be kind of a hybrid tweener right there. They're ready to move on, right? Because what's the one thing, John, that the Pac-12 has not had in the last decade? And ironically, all of a sudden has a bit of right now is relevancy. You go to the Big Ten and you are relevant. You are relevant every single year. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Nebraska maybe on the come, Michigan State on the come. You're back with USC, UCLA in basketball. There's always going to be relevancy in the Big Ten. It feels like there's two little buses here. One bus is going to play Pebble Beach, and the other bus is going to the bingo hall. I want to be on the bus that goes to Pebble, John. I want to go to Carmel, California and play Pebble Beach. I got no interest in playing bingo. I hate freaking bingo, for God's sakes. My mom at the old folks' place where she lives plays bingo. I don't want that. I want to be on the big boy bus to the Big Ten. So I think a lot of Husky fans, most of them that you would poll today, uh, would say they are ready to move on and go to a conference that gives them some relevancy every single year. I think there's a bit of a Gonzaga parallel here because if the big bus is going to the CFP, and you're going to get a playoff team, do you really think yeah. Washington and Oregon, with any kind of consistency, can get by Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and everybody else in the Big Ten? Well, look, I mean, that's why you play those games in the non-conference season, right? You've been telling me for years, not you, but just people in general, I guess, that you play those tough non-conference games against Miami, LSU, Ohio State, Michigan, because iron sharpens iron, and you want to be the best version of yourself come November. That's why you play those tough games. So, You'll play those games in November, but you're not, or excuse me, September, or, uh, yeah, but you're not going to play them in November and October. Look, I, I just think in the end, the rising tide raises all boats, John. If, if, if Oregon and Washington both go to the Big Ten, they're going to have access to more recruiting, more marketing, uh, a bigger footprint uh, than they have right now, and they will be a better version of themselves. And maybe the Big Ten eventually in a 12-team playoff, ends up getting two, if not three teams, maybe down the road. And you know what? That 12-team playoff one day could be 24. 
Hell, it could be 36. Who knows where they stop with that freaking thing. So I think that UW and Oregon heading to the Big Ten, John, will make them a much better version of what they have been so far at their best in this conference. How does it feel to you? Because you know, I'm not as into the rivalry as you are, but how does that feel when people say Oregon and Washington either move together or stay together? Is that right. flying with Husky fan? Well, it's weird to hear about an alliance between UW and Oregon. There's no doubt, because when you think alliance, you don't think Washington, Oregon ever uh, and never will. Uh, I, I wonder, like you, how much of that is at the request of the Big Ten that, look, we got USC, UCLA. Uh, we don't want three teams on the West Coast. We want an even four on the West Coast. Maybe it's UW, Oregon, and then Cal and Stanford down the road so we can form our own six-team Western division in the Big Ten. So I wonder, John, how much of that is coming directly from Ten Conference. How much of that is coming from upper campus on Washington uh, saying, look, you know, we, we know this is going to be tough on our kids travel-wise, not just football players, but also the Olympic sports, baseball, volleyball, soccer, golf, track and field, things like that. We want to be able to at least have one game that we're not flying seven hours to get to, and that game's going to be in Eugene, Oregon. So you got USC, you got UCLA. All of a sudden, maybe you're alleviating some pressure for the kids when it comes to travel uh, because you got three teams now uh, on the West Coast and not just two teams on the West Coast. But I do wonder how much of that is being kind of pushed by the Big Ten. Um, I don't know. I mean, look at Oregon's got the sugar daddy and Phil Knight, right? You know, money for them is not going to be a gigantic problem as long as they're in the good graces of Nike, whether Phil's alive or not. But I just got to think that at some point in time, cooler heads will prevail and they will realize the opportunity to be in a relevant conference every single year, and not just in football, but also in basketball and other sports as well. To me, that's just too much, John, to turn down. Dave Softy Mahler, our guest, KJR in Seattle. All right, before I cut you loose, um, George Klyovkov, the Pac-12, the last year, how damaging has all of this been to the brand? Let's say the conference pulls together. Um, how sure. damaged, how beat up is the brand? I, I think it's massively beat up. I mean, it's, it beat up the day that USC and UCLA took off. I mean, look, man, uh, George Klyovkov, I've said this on the air, John, many times, took over the Titanic after it hit the iceberg, okay? It was already leaking. It was already heading to the bottom of the damn Atlantic Ocean. You cannot have a version of the Pac-12 that's legitimate without the L.A. schools. It may have the same name. It may have the same logo, but it's never going to be what it once was. Once you lost the L.A. schools, this thing was going down, and it was going down hard. So I don't blame George Klyovkov for really any of this, to be honest with you. And frankly, I, I tend to put the blame on the presidents more than I do George, or, uh, Larry Scott. Larry Scott, we've always called him a puppet. He was always a puppet for the Pac-12 presidents. You know, just pull the strings and whatever you want Larry to say, Larry will repeat. Well, if that's the case, then we're blaming the inmate and not the warden. I would always blame the warden, but I think the Pac-12 has taken a significant hit reputation. Uh, there's no question about that. And for me, I, 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 John, I just think it's time for schools like Oregon and UW, if they have serious aspirations about consistently playing for a national title and being relevant, to get the hell out now. You're turning 50. You're, you're, how different do you feel? Uh, and why are you so worried about this one? I got to be honest with you, man. For the first time in my life, I feel old. It's really weird. I don't know. Um, I look in the mirror. I see gray hair. I see wrinkles. I look at my hands. I see wrinkles on my hands. Uh, I'm not exactly a guy that's been, you know, in the hard labor industry my entire life. I do radio, for God's sakes, for a living. But it's weird. My dad passed away a year ago. My mom is in a uh, assisted living facility. Uh, I kind of feel like sometimes I don't have any parents because my mom has her own medical issues. And now that I'm turning 50 years old, it just feels like I'm kind of hitting that next stage of my life, and it just it sounds weird. I don't know, man. It sounds odd. You tell me. Yeah, Why I, do I old I'm a little in front of you. I've got to be honest there, with so you. You tell me. Yeah, I know the numbers. You get caught up on numbers. Remember when you were like a kid and like 30 seemed old? 
You know, now I'm looking uh, around and I'm looking at 75, 80 year old people, and I'm going, you know what? That's not that old. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 going to be closer to 70 than I am 30, for God's sakes. Yeah. Right? I mean, dude, I I literally got a phone call from my PD the other day asking me if I had any interest in endorsing AARP. I'm not kidding. <laughs> So when that call comes and you realize you're 50 years old, yeah, you're damn right you feel old. All right. Softy, I appreciate you, man. I think this will all be over in about, you know, the next few hours, maybe by tomorrow, and we can all yeah. uh, get on to other things like football. Well, thank God, because I, I really don't want to develop a Stockholm Syndrome type of thing with this deal where I kind of fall in love with this story and be sad when it goes away. So let's, uh, let's get this thing over with ASAP so we can all move on with the rest of our horrible lives. Amen, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for joining. See you, bud. All, All right. right. There's Softy. You got his take. I want yours as well. You tell me. Do you want Oregon and Washington in the Big Ten Conference, or do you want to preserve the Pac-12? 503-417-7575. Weigh in now. Well, you heard from Softy in Seattle. I don't see it the way he sees it. Frankly, uh, I think if you're an Oregon fan, Oregon State fan, you probably have different motivations. If you're a Washington fan, Washington State fan, you have different motivations. But I find it very interesting that the Pac-12 partners of Oregon and Washington will seemingly move in lockstep. If one leaves, both leave to the Big Ten Conference. If one stays, both stays. I am told that Oregon wants to be ideally in the Pac-12 Conference, but wants to know that everybody else is staying, that all nine would stay. This is kind of like the old prisoner's dilemma. It's like gunfighters in a saloon. You know, they're all sitting at a table. They've got their guns drawn under the table, ready to shoot each other in the kneecaps, as I said earlier. And yet uh, they're all saying, can we come to a resolution here? I want to know where you see Oregon and Washington. Would they struggle in the Big Ten? Would they thrive in the Big Ten? Is there a good reason for them to be in the Big Ten? I think there's a chance we're going to get resolution during this radio show. Um, I asked the Pac-12 if the meeting tonight at 6 o'clock with Arizona, the Board of Regents there, if that meeting takes place, would they expect that meeting to go down with Arizona indicating and voting on, hey, we're going to have these two schools go, or would they expect that, um, you know, how would it work if the Pac-12 did find an agreement today? and want to sign a grant of rights and i was told that there would be a meeting that would take place and of course then they would uh, meet then and they would agree a meeting uh, to have a meeting of course but uh i wonder if the pac-12 board would meet between now and six o'clock keep an eye on that sean's in vancouver wants to talk about the pac-12 sean what's up man Hey, John. I saw you on uh, Dan Patrick's this morning. It was good to see a member of the Ball Brotherhood so proudly representing us. Thank you. Um, so the, you know, the whole thing with Arizona, if you're going to break up with your partner and it's not the right time or place, when they say, is everything okay, do you tell them, no, everything's not okay, I'm leaving you? Or do you say, <laughs> yeah, it's great right now. We're going to, you know, we'll talk later. Don't worry about it. You know, it's, and that's what it feels like Arizona is. Board of Regents is doing. They've said, hey, tell them everything's okay while we figure all this out over here. Mm -hmm. Could be. Uh, even though the writing is on the wall, the relationship's over, you both know that this is done for. Everything's okay right now because it's not the right time or place to break up. And yeah, I but why, the why, why then hold the, I'm with you and I was with you last night, but why then hold the meeting at 6 o'clock? It found it interesting 
That kind of jumped out at me as I thought about it more. Why, if you were going to leave, would you hold? Would you schedule the meeting for 6 o'clock? Now, law in the state of Arizona says that you have to have 24 hours notice, but they could have scheduled that meeting earlier in the day. Could have scheduled at 5, at 4. They could. Have, and then Washington has its board, its trustees, scheduled for an 8 p.m. meeting. Now, I, I have only my hunch to go on here. But I think that meeting was scheduled at 6 o'clock and then subsequently at 8 o'clock because I think those entities wanted to leave themselves some time today to uh, figure out some 11th hour stuff. Possibly to look each other in the eye and say, hey, are you in? If you're in, I'm in. I did have a source tell me that Oregon wants to be in, but there was a little bit of apprehension and they would only be in if the Arizona schools were staying. Now, there's some potential hiccups with the Arizona schools because the Big 12 currently only has one opportunity to uh, to uh, leave, you know, uh, to take one school under their grant of rights and, uh, and have one pro rata school added under the current TV deal with Fox and ESPN. They would have to get additional approval to take two schools. So there is some thinking that there may be a pause on the Arizona side because both Arizona and Arizona State can't go together. And the Board of Regents in the state of Arizona most likely want those schools together. I don't know. I'm just supposing. But I guess, you know, this is kind of, you know, I don't blame the caller for, you know, saying, hey, you know, just draw a metaphor here. Because I think sometimes when we're left with topics like this, it's very easy to see it whichever way you want to see it. It's kind of like watching a boxing match. You ever watch a boxing match? You kind of tend to focus on your fighter hitting the other guy, and you don't see the other guy hitting your fighter, whoever you're rooting for. You know, your guy's winning the fight because you're watching your guy throw punches instead of watching your guy receive punches. I think the perspective on a lot of this sometimes is skewed by who you want it and what you want from the outcome. Um, For me, I think ideally the Pac-12 conference stays together. I think Oregon uh, dominates along with Washington and Utah. I think those three schools get regular access to the CFP. The question is, is there enough money in this for the Arizona schools to say, okay, we're we're good, we're going to stay here? Let's go to Jake, who's in Portland. Jake, welcome to the conversation. Hey, what's going on, John? Love the show. Thanks for what you do. You bet. Um, I just don't see how they can't take the deal with the Big Ten because you got to take it. I mean, you, you can't live by principle and tradition and try and stay in the Pac-12 and just get passed up because mm. someone else is going to take it. They're going to go after someone else. Um, and, and with, like, George Klyovkov's comments about waiting longer and trying to get a better deal, I mean, I kind of get it, but where ESPN doesn't want to get outboxed by Fox, and uh, get some West Coast, but they don't have any money right now. They're cutting people, so yeah. I don't know how it's going to play out. I think everybody wants the Pac-12 to stay together, but I just can't see it happening. Yeah, I think it, one thing you said confused me a little bit because you said, you know, Oregon's going to, like, where, where I see Oregon and what I hear Oregon telling me is that they don't care as much about being in the Big Ten as they care about being in the playoff. They like access right. to the playoff. You go to the Big Ten, I don't know if Oregon could ever get to the playoff with Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, 
USC. That's a lot of uh, brush to clear with uh, your machete. Like if you're in the Pac-12, you have an a- you have ample access. So I I kind of wonder, Jake, if if money were the factor, yeah, you go, you take. But again, we don't know what the number is. Like we don't know if the Big Ten saying, hey, you can come, but you only get thirty million. Everybody else gets sixty-eight million. Like we don't know. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's not like Oregon's hurting for money, but I feel like you know they could just be saying one thing as far as oh, we want to be in the Pac-12, but with the landing contract and some of the things they've said, like, oh, there's big things coming, you know, stay tuned. I'm kind of getting an inkling they're going to go. We will see. I think it will come down to whether or not Oregon believes the Arizona schools are going to stay. But I was told that Oregon is the glue earlier today. I believe the source when they said that. Um, Let's go to Gary, who's in Tualatin. Gary, welcome back. Hey, John. Go Ducks. Go Big Ten. Can you imagine a season uh, at Autzen with Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Washington, USC coming to Autzen? Come on. Either you want to play the big leagues or you want to play the minor leagues. The deal is done. The deal that's on the table looks like crap. This one, you, 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 you haven't the seen the deal. You, haven't, the uh, you had me until you said the deal looks like crap. You haven't seen the deal. Uh, well, Arizona has. And uh, Colorado has, if you can get to the Big Ten, go to the Big Ten. Because that is a guarantee. If you win that one, you're in. Yeah. And Colorado, not, Colorado, left before, been, Colorado left before the deal was presented. Like, come on. I, if, you're, if your argument is you want to be in the Big Ten because you want to play the best and you think the Big Ten's the best, then I'll buy that. But when you follow it with, the deal's crap. We don't. We haven't seen the deal. I've asked a lot of questions about the deal. Here's what I was told about the media rights deal. I believe that the deal in the first year is going to require a leap of faith by the members. I had that expressed to me over and over by different schools who said, hey, it's mid to low 20s, 20 million per school, but with some upside, there's some risk there. If the subscriptions aren't sold, if they come in low – then, you know, you get less than your peers. But there were some guarantees in years three and four of the deal that surpassed the Big 12 Conference, surpassed the ACC, and got them about halfway to the SEC. Now, there's more money in the Pac-12 than the Big 12 at that point if you can get to year three and four. The question is, you know, particularly for a school like Arizona State that has more sports than any other school in the conference. They offer hockey. They offer gymnastics they offer you know they do it all at arizona state they have 650 athletes for a school like arizona state can they take less in years one and two and get to years three and four okay are they willing to take that leap and that's a question but that's not the oregon question i i agree with gary like hey you want to play the best you want to bring great schools to your to your home stadium that's fine but but i don't know if look if i'm being real with you I don't know if Oregon, Washington, or Utah, if you put any of them in the Big Ten Conference on a consistent basis, I don't know if any of them can finish in the top two. I, you know, a good season might not, you know, might be a nine-win season and, and be in third or fourth in the Big Ten Conference. You've got Utah, two-time winner of the Pac-12, goes to the Rose Bowl. They don't even play the, the Big Ten champion when they get there, and they lose. 
So it's a different ball game in the Big Ten, and I'm not saying that you don't want to stick your nose in there against the best, but I'm wondering if the place to stick your nose in there is the playoff, where you don't have to play a eight- or nine-game conference schedule against the rigorous Michigan, Ohio State, um, Penn State, Wisconsin, USC field. you got to get by all of those and finish in the top two. I think Oregon and Washington and Utah could create Gonzaga-like situations in the Pac-12. But you tell me, like, is, are you going to be okay with Oregon and Autzen Stadium playing Arizona, Oregon State, Washington State in conference play versus, you know, getting USC, getting UCLA, getting Washington, those three games certainly because of travel would be among your games, the home-and-home games that you would play in conference play. They'll put you in the same pod. You're not going to get Ohio State, Penn State every year. You're certainly not going to get Michigan, Ohio State to come out and play games later in the year. They're not going to do that. They don't do that. But you might get a you might get a one-off one season. You might get a Penn State at home. You might get an Ohio State at home. But guess what? They got Ohio State scheduled anyway for Autzen Stadium. They're coming back. So I don't know. I don't know, Stephen. What would you do? Because I, I I get it. I get that fans want to see the great matchups. But I'm kind of looking at the landscape, going. Would you rather be Gonzaga or would you rather be in a brutal conference and go, hey, you know what, Uh, might have a good team and win eight games? Yeah, I feel like if I was a Duck fan, I would want the Pac-12 to stay together because the ultimate goal for me is to win a championship. And I think that's the best path forward. Not saying, you know, I slightly disagree with you on this. I think if Oregon did go to the Big Ten, I think their recruiting could even tick up a little more. Like, I do think that they could take that next elevated step. I don't think they'll ever get to the Ohio State level. I don't think they'll ever get to the Michigan level. But I do think they could be, you know, third in the Big Ten, and they could be competing for titles, but they're not going to be, you know, the favorite like they would be in the Pac-12 year after year. So, for me, I want to win a championship. And getting and being in the Pac-12, having that survive, you're going to be at the top of the conference every single season because that recruiting is way better than everybody else in the conference and right now, if you can keep the other nine teams, it's still a respected enough conference where you can go undefeated or you can lose a game and you're still going to be fine. And like you said, you can schedule non-conference games outside if you want to see these big-time matchups. And Oregon has never been afraid to do that. They've played a lot of big-time teams. They've played Tennessee. They've played Michigan. They've played Michigan State. You know, They, they will schedule these type of matchups. And I think if the Pac-12 stays together, Oregon will continue to do that because they want to be a national brand. So... I think right now for Oregon, you want to win a championship. Phil Knight wants to win a championship. The best option is to stay in the Pac-12, to go to the Big Ten and have to compete with all those teams. That's going to be a brutal stretch. And when you end the season with three or four losses in a season, you have no chance. You have no shot to go into the college football playoff. And that wouldn't even be a bad season. You could have some really big wins. and You could be 8-3 and three, or, I mean, 9-3. and three. Eight and four, and have some big yeah. wins, but you just lose a couple games, and you know, run out of that gauntlet. It's going to be tough to get to the playoff. The only caveat I have is I need to know that this conference is staying together. If I'm Oregon and Washington, I don't want to be left behind while Arizona, Arizona State, and you know, potentially Utah take off. But don't you think in, that Oregon yeah. holds all the cards to that? If Oregon, hundred percent do. If I Oregon wants, yeah. we've been yeah. talking about that last week. Is if Oregon wants to stay in the Pac-12 and they want the Pac-12 to survive, they can stay. And everything will be fine around them. As long as the Pac-12 has Oregon and Washington, I think that they're a viable conference. As soon as they decide to leave, then that's when it crumbles. I want to play this clip from Rob Mullins. I'm going to play it kind of cold from Pac-12 Media Day where, you know, he spoke at length 
about what's important to him. Uh, we appreciate the alliances and the partnerships that we have uh, with all the West Coast and Mountain schools, and it's extremely important to us. So we've been working really hard uh, to make sure that we can get to a deal that allows us to remain competitive and remain competitive in a changing landscape because we're allowed to do a lot more now. And those resources do matter. That media deal does matter, not only from the direct revenue from the media, but the exposure. Um, and so and, and, you know, we're very proud that we can drive a lot of that. When you look at the metrics, particularly over the last 10, 12 years uh, of the ratings, of the interest, of the social media following. Um, so uh, we, we've been working hard uh, to make sure that we're good partners and doing everything that we can to get that deal across the finish line. I, I keep saying what matters to Oregon is getting access to the playoff. But don't let me speak for you. Is that oversimplification? Uh, no, no. I mean, that's extremely important. Again, as we talked about when yeah. the playoff started, you know, that, that, I mean, that's, it's become the focus of college football. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, there's a lot of unintended consequences in that. But, I mean, that is a huge piece. Um, and when you have the investment that we have in the sport, uh, then absolutely, uh, that is a big piece of it. And, uh, maintaining some of these traditional rivalries, playing games where your fans can can get to, uh, is important as well. Rob Mullen. All right, there he is. Playing games where your fans can get to, maintaining rivalries. Does that sound like a guy who wants to leave for the Big Ten? Doesn't to me. But I want to hear from you. What do you want? 503-417-7. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Baltimore. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but... If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.